welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey guys, Ryan here. In this video, I want to talk about advertising in print on demand. Now, someone had messaged me earlier with some questions about how to increase their sales on various print on demand e-commerce platforms. And I thought to myself, this would make a great video for me to pull back the curtain a little bit and um, just give you guys my informed opinion as to how I handle advertising on the more popular um, e-commerce platforms that I sell print on demand on. Before I jump into specific platforms though, I just want to talk about advertising in general. Like what is it? Why is it relevant? So And a little bit of background about me, I am a web developer. I recently quit my nine to five job right before everybody else got laid off or furloughed, or hopefully that's not you, but, um, you know, before the surveys of sickness kind of took over the world. Um, so I was already out of a job for a month at that point, but I have experience as a web developer building my own websites, which goes hand in hand with generating traffic to those websites. Cause I don't just build them to build them. You know, I have some personal projects that I take pride in that I want people to see. And there's really two choices. If I want you to see my website, it's either going to be organically, which pretty much means ranking on Google on relevant keywords or driving paid traffic, in which case I can target specific keywords, niches, etc. pay to rank at the top of search engines like Google, or maybe run a Facebook ad or other social media ads and hope to drive targeted traffic that way. Uh, Both are effective. Uh, When you run organic traffic, we don't necessarily have a say in the matter when we show up in search results, but the content of our web pages strongly suggests to these algorithms that, you know, essentially are the the AI at Google that determines when to rank our web pages based on what someone searches. It suggests when we should be in consideration when we run paid traffic or, you know, paid advertising, we get to typically select those keywords. And, you know, since we're paying for the additional visibility, we have a little bit more control. Now, advertising in the e-commerce and print on demand sense is very similar to the second scenario I just described where, you know, most websites, we know how do people find our products? They type into a search bar keywords. And if we want to run paid advertising on a platform, we typically go and we input a list of keywords that we want to have a product listing associated with when someone searches for them. And we typically get to accompany each keyword or set of keywords with a bid, a CPC bid or cost per click, or you might hear cost per milli as well, which is cost per thousand impressions. One thing I should just mention is that the advertising, um, I don't know if I should say like advertising module or just the way advertising works, it's platform specific. So it's not like a one size fits all each platform you sell on. And there's, there's infinite e-commerce platforms you can sell on, although obviously they're not all created equal. Uh, they have different approaches that you may take when it comes to advertising. Now my subscribers already know that I like to give you a reason to trust me. I don't want you to trust me just because I'm a talking head on YouTube. So when it comes to organic traffic, I'm sharing with you right now, my analytics for my most successful website in 2020. So that means we're like four and a half months into the year and I've already got over a million sessions and 1.4 million page views. When it comes to paid traffic, I've spent six figures generating targeted traffic to my various products on various uh, platforms. Cause you know, I always preach, I don't preach to just sell on one platform. I preach, get your products listed in as many places as possible. 
Now that we've covered that, let's talk about Merch by Amazon. So I consider this to be the top tier option for print-on-demand sellers looking to make money because you're selling Prime-eligible products on the world's largest e-commerce marketplace and it costs you nothing and you don't have to worry about the infrastructure. I could go on, but Amazon Merch is amazing. A little bit of background about me and my experience on Merch. I'm in tier 20,000. I've done over 13,000 sales, but when you take the returns off of there, it's 12,515. And I've done just under a quarter million dollars revenue through Amazon Merch. If you're wondering how to advertise your products through Amazon Merch, well, for a period of time, there was an invite code that they gave to Merch sellers that would be on your dashboard. And you could use that to get into Amazon Marketing Services or AMS, which they actually rebranded last year as just Amazon Marketing, but I don't think anybody really cares. But long story short, if you're watching this and you're not in AMS, you're probably not going to be able to advertise your Amazon merch products unless they change their mind about letting people back into AMS. Now, I didn't have to use the invite code to get into AMS because I already got in through a little backdoor kind of trick that was available way back in like 2017 that has since been closed. As a result, my AMS account is special in that it can advertise uh, any product on Amazon's catalog. There's no restrictions on my personal account. So I'm very lucky in that regard. Um, and also just so you guys know, this is kind of a moving target. Like many Amazon programs, they're constantly changing and evolving. So I've logged into AMS and hit create ad and had four options before I've had three options before today. I have two options. I have sponsored brands and sponsored display sponsored displays. Basically you're paying to bring people to Amazon from off the platform. I'm not a huge fan of that and I haven't experimented with those ads so I can't bring any personal experience to whether or not they work. Sponsored brands, on the other hand, as you can actually see in the preview there, you're buying your way to the top of search results. You're at the very, very top. Have you ever gone to Amazon and typed in you know, your keywords? You know the products that show up above where you would probably consider the actual search results to start and it's typically like a brand logo and then three products. Well, those used to be called headline search ads. They're now called sponsored brand ads. They're meant to be reserved for people in brand registry and you'd only be able to uh, to advertise products within that brand. If you're lucky like me, like I can run those ads with no restrictions. So I don't have to be brand registered and I can still run those ads. Um, but to be honest with you guys, like I wanna be transparent. I don't spend all day every day setting up ad campaigns because you, you absolutely could. Uh, I typically only do that if... It's for a niche of products that are trending, that are selling really well. Because if they're selling really well without ads, guess what happens when you start advertising? You start building more sales, more velocity, and you start getting a better organic rank. And that's kind of the Amazon feedback loop that can make you big time money through any product that's selling well. It doesn't have to be print on demand. It could be anything in Amazon's catalog. All right, printful Amazon. So unlike Amazon merch that we were just talking about where you sell through the merch portal, which is different than printful Amazon, where you sell through the seller central portal portal, which I know is probably getting confusing. If you're not already doing it, this is why I sell courses on this stuff and the courses go into extreme detail because it's not something I can summarize in a quick YouTube video, but seller central has something called campaign manager and you can go into your campaign manager and create different ad campaigns. So you might have different options than what you see here. By the way, like when I say really in-depth courses, this would be like one module out of like 
eight, nine, ten modules that you'd have in the courses, but I'll coach you through AMS, I'll coach you through campaign manager, etc. Um, just just throwing it out there in case you're wondering. But that's another way you can advertise on Amazon. Now, again, your time is money, so it already takes you time to create a design, to upload the design, and if you're gonna start advertising each design, that's more time. So you have to just kind of figure out this crazy equation, how you can maximize return on investment, where in this case, the investment is your time. So I personally, you know, not to jump the gun, but at the end of this video, I'm going to start showing you why I don't think you really need to advertise as a requirement to be successful in e-commerce in general, let alone print on demand where the margins tend to be a little bit slimmer because these platforms get so much traffic. That's why we spend our time selling on them. And typically if you are selling products that people are looking for, you may not have the organic rank one product right away, but you should at least get some sales. And when you start seeing sales rolling in, I consider that free validation of a design niche or of of a specific design if you just want to be granular. When you get validation through sales, you can consider coming to your advertising manager, your campaign manager, or AMS, and then starting your campaigns. That way you're not wasting time setting up advertising campaigns for products that weren't going to sell anyways. So that's a little pro tip. All right, let's talk about Etsy. So a little bit of background. I did over 2,500 sales on Etsy. Uh, I think it was about two years time to hit that mark. So I was doing really well prior to Etsy uh, deciding to close down my account. It's not like they actually decided. um, Their engineers wrote an algorithm that said, if somebody gets listings reported for IP infringement, regardless of if they actually infringed on someone's intellectual property, close their account permanently. And that's that. So my account is closed because... I was probably taking sales away from competitors and uh, in, the, in, the, in the end they won, you know? And if you're wondering, like, I'm not like a petty person, time is money. So I don't spend my time trying to figure out who reported me and reporting them in return. I'm focused on like, I'm focused on the future. I'm looking forward. I'm trying to make more money. So reporting other people doesn't make me money. I'm not going to do it. But back to advertising. If you wanted to advertise on Etsy, it used to be called promoted listings. It has since been rebranded to Etsy ads. Now, if you're wondering what this uh, thumbnail is right here, this was one of my more popular YouTube videos where I urgently warned all Etsy sellers that overnight they decided to switch and automatically opt in all of their sellers that were using promoted listings where in promoted listings, you could set a daily maximum budget to be spent, but also set a maximum cost per click So what I used to do was set very low costs per click so that if I wasn't generating any, fine, at least I'm not wasting money. And if I was generating them, hey, I'm getting costs per clicks. Uh, You know, I was CPCs, I was basically bidding like less than 10 cents per click and spending as much of the budget as, as I possibly could because at that cost, I was operating at a profit, pretty much guarantee. Overnight, they removed the ceiling on CPCs And so if you're like me and you had a really high daily budget, all of a sudden, if you could get clicks to a listing at like nine cents, Etsy said, well, you can't cap your CPC bids anymore. And we're going to algorithmically determine how much you spend per click. And all of a sudden, CPCs literally went up like 10x in some cases or more. And my like $65 a day budget was being spent every single day. And... 
yeah, if you, I'm sure Etsy received some blowback, but they also don't care. I mean, there's so many horror stories. If you guys don't know about the Etsy horror stories, check my channel, <laughs> check the playlist or just do a Google search. I mean, it's crazy that that's a publicly traded company. They do not care about their sellers. It is what it is, but Etsy advertising has since evolved. So now with Etsy ads, let's say V2, you know, V1 pissed a lot of people off. And the reaction to what I was telling you was that everybody turned off their advertising because Etsy was spending all of your budget. And I forgot to mention this. They were opting you in automatically to something that used to be optional where you could pay Etsy to run Google shopping ads. But again, you had no control of your CPC bids and Etsy was automatically spending your money to bring people from Google to Etsy. And regardless of if they bought our product or someone else's, Etsy was making money. So yeah, of course they were all about that. It was terrible. So anyways, Etsy ads V2 is now called Etsy offline ads. It's basically the same thing, except probably due to the backlash they got from the Etsy ads initial rollout, they decided to say through May 1st, 2020, we won't charge you for bringing traffic from off of Etsy to Etsy to your listings if you don't get a sale. If you get a sale, we will charge you, but hopefully at that point, it's kind of priced in so you're not gonna lose money on a sale. But here's the kicker. After May 1st, you're automatically opted in if your shop made more than $10,000 revenue on Etsy in the past 365 days. Now, $10,000 sounds like more than it is. $10,000 revenue in a year is nothing. So basically, they're opting in everybody that's anybody into this automatically. And uh, it's just Etsy trying to get away with more, more crap. So not a fan. Hey guys, real quick, I wanted to let you know about a new free investing app called Weeble. They give you a free stock just for signing up. And after you deposit $100, they give you a second free stock worth up to $1,400. It's the real deal. I was just talking to my girlfriend's sister's boyfriend who actually got a share of Berkshire Hathaway class B stock a couple months ago when he signed up worth over $200. So it's true. It actually does happen. You don't just get penny stocks for signing up. And I wanted to let you guys know because it's absolutely worth taking advantage of. There's really no downside. Redbubble. Redbubble advertising is not really a thing. They actually do it all for you. We don't have to keep a credit card on file and get billed for advertising. They take care of all of it. So just signing up for Redbubble, which is free, and uploading designs and selecting what products it should be made available for sale on, after that, and you publish it, it's eligible to be advertised through Redbubble. Now, Redbubble's great about running what's called retargeting ads, meaning it typically doesn't blindly advertise products to people on the internet. Typically, what happens is if someone comes to Redbubble's website and clicks a product, they have expressed interest in that product just in clicking it. Or if they add to cart, for instance, that's an additional higher quantifiable level of interest than just clicking the product from search results because they've added it to cart, but maybe they abandon. Well, Redbubble runs retargeting ads to those customers. If they can see the cookie on their machine that says, hey, they were interested in this product, they'll run retargeting ads typically through Google's uh, Google AdSense and try to bring those people back to Redbubble to buy that product. So Redbubble is doing all of this for us. We don't even have to, to learn anything. It's, it's just done for us for free. 
in addition to that, Redbubble products rank very well on Google organically. So I did a Google search for astronaut sticker because Redbubble stickers are probably their best-selling product type. And if it's not the best-selling, then it's probably second best to t-shirts. But this is what you get in search results organically by searching astronaut sticker. And I didn't actually <laughs> look at all of the stickers there underneath the uh, first like top left block of stickers. Uh, so there could be more Redbubble stickers in there. But the first organic product is a Redbubble sticker. Then on the uh, sidebar where it says sponsored, the first product there is a Redbubble sticker. And then down in the organic search results beneath the uh, images of the stickers, the second link is another Redbubble link. So they have three spots in the top of the search results on Google. That's why they've positioned themselves really for success, in my opinion, uh, as an e-commerce print-on-demand platform because they do all this for us. They don't leave it up to the sellers to take on this extra burden and to finance it. They just say, you know what? We make enough money. We'll spend some of our profit margin on that and uh, grow our customer base. Unlike Etsy, who tries to get away with shady things, Redbubble just does it for us. All right, and last but not least, I just wanted to touch on Shopify. You know how Shopify is different from the uh, previous platforms we talked about, you know, Amazon Merch, Etsy, Redbubble. When you run a Shopify store, you're creating something from nothing. Something that didn't used to exist now exists. You're responsible for driving 100% of the traffic to a Shopify store, whether it's organic, whether it's through social media, whether it's paid traffic. The reason I always recommend taking advantage of the trusted brands is because it, it obviously it ain't easy to create something from nothing and grow it to the, like, like the level that I showed you of my personal website in the second slide uh, with a million sessions only four months into the year. It's not easy. I ran that website for 10 years. You know what I mean? And I've been continuing to optimize it over time. If you think you're going to sh- start a Shopify store and like get overnight success, it's not that it can't be done, but a fraction of 1% of Shopify stores actually make it to a profit and make it beyond one year. And the rest just kind of burn out. So just make sure if you go after this, you know, I've talked about this in previous videos as well, why I don't recommend it unless you have the knowledge and expertise and time uh, to go after it. It's, it's probably not worth it, honestly. And it's really a function of organic traffic, you know, because anybody can run paid traffic, but organic traffic so hard to come by and paid traffic, you have to make sure you're operating at a profit. All right. Before I wrap this video up, I want to show you why I don't think you need to advertise very much to succeed as a print on demand seller. I may not have made it that clear throughout this video, but like I personally don't advertise my print on demand products that much. Typically I'm advertising, you know, my FBA products, honestly, that's where the bulk of my, the vast majority of my money is spent. Cause once those get ranked, you can start really making some nice money. Whereas print on demand products, the barrier of entry is so low that, you know, as you guys know, if you've been doing it, there's not too much stopping people from knocking off a similar design to yours or even just stealing your design and re-uploading it at a lower price. Sorry, hearing that shouldn't deter you because the money that we're making as print-on-demand sellers is real and it's passive, but it's just part of doing business. You know, I'm not advocating that you should be stealing people's designs. I'm just saying it's going to happen. You know, these are international markets and in places where making, you know, let's say 50 cents profit per sale, in some places, 50 cents a lot of money. In America, you know, we wouldn't waste our time for a 50 cent profit margin per sale, most likely, but you know, it just is what it is. It is what it is. I should save that for a separate video. Anyways, back to this real quickly. I just wanted to show you guys that Amazon here, 
2.19 billion total visits. Uh, that is in the last six months. So that is an absolutely incredible number when you consider that people know Amazon is an e-commerce website. So this is qualified traffic. It's not traffic that you're trying to convince to buy something when they, you know, like for instance, Facebook, when they go to Facebook, they're going to look at pictures of their friends and their dogs and whatever and post updates in their status and whatever people do. They're not going to buy things, but you can still see advertisers are paying a premium for ad space in Facebook news feeds to try to convince people to buy stuff. So just think about the difference between qualified traffic on Amazon. People come there expecting to open their wallets and buy stuff. Whereas like Facebook, they're not expecting to buy stuff. So 2.2 billion basically visits. That's absolutely absurd. And you can sell on Amazon basically for free. I mean, the $40 a month is negligible when you actually get up and running and start seeing the sales come in. You can, you know what I mean? My, my amazon.co.uk account makes that $40 profit easily. And that's like a secondary market with not nearly as much traffic. So you really just need to get going. Um, Etsy, 207 million total visits in the last six months. Again, absurd because, I mean, when I say absurd, that's in a good way. I mean, this, that's qualified traffic. People go there to make purchases. Redbubble, 17.98 million in the last six months. You'll notice that while Etsy and Redbubble experienced a little bit of a drop-off in traffic, likely due to the Cerveza sickness, uh, Amazon was up 9%. And if you guys like watching the stock market, if you want to check out Webull and type in AMZN to see their stock ticker, uh, you will notice that they are at an all-time high uh, as of today, as of me recording this video. All right, guys, that's it for this video. I just wanted to remind you one last time that I wrote a 60-something lecture, 10-module course, walking you through exactly how I make six figures selling print-on-demand passively each year. I did it in 2018. I did it in 2019. I'm going to do it again in 2020. I show you how to create an, a base of evergreens that will sell consistently throughout the year. I also share with you a handful of experiences that I have with catching trends, you know, designs that caught fire that made, you know, at a peak, I made like 7,000 something dollars in a single day between Amazon and Etsy, basically, and eBay. Those were the top three platforms, but that was in a single day, 7,000 something. I don't know the exact number, but it was over 7K in revenue in one day, 24 hours. I remember I couldn't like leave my computer speakers on because the alerts that were coming through of the sales were nonstop. It was absolutely crazy. Thank you guys for watching this video till the end. Do me a favor, hit that like button if this video helped you at all. And if you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Come on, hit that subscribe button. I'm dropping crazy value on the channel and I wanna see you at that next video. Before I leave you, remember if I can do it, so can you. There's really nothing separating us. We are one in the same. All it takes is a plan and some action. Thanks guys, I'll see you at the next video. 